Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Loud and clear. Sweet. you been good well i don't know about good I, i've been okay i've been okay i'm i'm hanging in here i had uh, my doctor's appointment today so i got to see the baby are you still there yeah wait you okay. you've never seen the baby or what no well I, I saw the baby last when he ordered the um the detailed ultrasound after i had my chicago scare <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that uh-huh. was a few weeks ago, and my my doctor doesn't do a lot of ultrasounds, so this was the first time he did an ultrasound on me since I think I was I don't know twelve weeks. Is there a reason for that? Why he doesn't do a lot of ultrasounds? Well, I think it. Some people think that if you do ultrasounds too frequently, it can cause ADHD because it. Um, it's like a disturbance to the baby because it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's so smart. I mean, like, because I would be like ultrasounding every every day. Oh, yeah, but but I mean, like, <laughs> all your listeners are gonna be like, "Shut <laughs> up, Michael! You're not even a girl." <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> if I if my wife did, but um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I wonder if that well, happened. To I me. didn't actually know if that's an actual study. Oh, it was just like like they just assume or what. Something like that. I, well, I'll ask Brian, although Brian's not a very good. Um, <laughs> whenever I ask him anything OB related, he's like, uh, I don't know. We had like a week in medical school about OB. <laughs> when, when I went into labor with both Hudson and Brady, Brian was like, no, you're not in labor. <laughs> I'm like, uh, my water just broke. He's like, no, that's not your water. It's um, it's probably something else. That, that's what he literally said <laughs> with Hudson. I, I woke up at 2.30 in the morning, and I went to use the restroom, and all of a sudden there's like water. No, af- after I use the restroom, there's liquid flowing down my leg. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure I didn't pee myself. And no, Brian was like, no, it's it's really not. It's not. It's too early. So that's what he said with Hudson. And then with Brady, same thing. I woke up at, for some reason, our boys like to wake me up around 2.30. I woke up around 2.30. <laughs> and um, sorry, this is Tamma. <laughs> I know. I was just, I was <laughs> thinking right now, people are like, oh, dental marketer. Let me click it. And then they hear <laughs> <laughs> they hear this and then it's like okay what? so do, you don't know what do, do you know what a bloody show is do you know what a bloody, a bloody show? show yeah a bloody show no, have you I'm, heard of that no, expression nope i mean no i've never heard of it ever in my life okay well basically when 
when your body is is getting ready to go into labor and push your kid out, you yeah. can lose your mucus plug and you can have what's called a bloody show. Um, so, so basically, it's like a little period or something like that. Ah, and, okay. And then, and then I went and I used the restroom. Sorry, sorry, guys. I, sorry. Whenever you listen to the making of Smiling Co, you know, you know, I don't, I talk about everything, which. Um, you know, it can be a little much. It's good. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had my bloody show in the toilet and, um, <laughs> and I told Brian again, he's, you know, he's sleeping. I'm like, I'm like, Brian, I just had my bloody show. And he rolls over and he like, doesn't even open his eyes. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, it's not your bloody show. There's lots of changes in your changes in your uterine lining. It's Brian's probably that. And then, and then, of course, I have Brady like a couple hours later. What did he say? What did Brian say after that? He's like, oh, no, no. Well, no. If, if you talk to Brian, you should actually interview him so you can get the other side of the story. If you talk to Brian, he'll say, I'm going to tell her anything I can to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> For Hudson, our firstborn, he even dressed up for um, for clinic because he was in denial that I was really having the baby. So his plan, because he was still a resident at UC Davis, uh -huh. so he thought that I was going to go in and he was going to be right about my false alarm and they would send me home and then he would go straight to work after. Needless to say, <laughs> I really went into labor both times. I so like, Brian doesn't really know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I think people who listen to Small and Co kind of got the gist of like at the beginning we're like, all right, we say something that's totally unrelated, and then we're like, what are the three things? But we've been at this conversation for like about almost five minutes, right? Yeah, right when we called, <laughs> and then we haven't even guys. We haven't even discussed like what we're gonna talk. So I guess we're gonna talk about this. <laughs> or, I don't know. Hey, besides your pregnancy, how yeah. awesome are the listeners? Are you getting a lot of love? I'm getting a lot of love on my end. I'm getting so much love. It's so amazing. Like it's. I honestly, I never thought that. I don't know. Like I. I knew that we were doing something really cool and, and really creative, just documenting yeah. the whole startup journey, but it's definitely become something so much more. I've gotten so many direct messages from moms, like a lot of a lot of women in dentistry yeah. who have just talked about like how I've inspired them to, to do something and and they're worried about pregnancy and like, well, crap. Yeah. You know what the crazy <laughs> thing is to me is like some of them aren't even dentists. Like some right. of the, these listeners who reach out, they're like, hey, stumbled upon this podcast. Uh, and then they like leave me a message. Love what you guys are doing, the documenting process. Um, I'm an entrepreneur too, but they're like in real estate. I don't, there's different people, right? And then they're just, they love, I love it when they sent us like that one last story. And I'm going to start posting stories more where they where they're listening to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um yeah. whether we're driving or anything or whether whether they're driving or they're or they're oh. just at the gym or whatever. And, but at the gym, I don't I don't know why I I can't work out to a podcast. 
Oh, you can't. <laughs> no, kind of... no, I I totally agree. I think it's it's just been so amazing just sharing my story and and I'm I'm so grateful to be given this platform, Michael. So thank you for for documenting everything. It's it's been one hell of a ride, and and I think people just it it just resonates with people because we talk about everything and. Yeah. I mean, you guys have heard the highs and the lows of of being a new practice owner and and like doing the whole mom thing all over again, which I totally did not anticipate. And um, and you know that we we both have no filters, so <laughs> actually more. Sometimes when I'm editing, I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't say that. So I like maybe cut like I've only out of okay out of. Here's the thing. Out of when me and you record, I'll probably cut out like a little bit, like maybe like five seconds of the whole podcast. But when it's like other people, I'm like, oh, no, I want the other people to shine more. Right. But like five seconds, I'll cut out. And then I'm like, dang, Ashley has no filter at all. <laughs> bloody show. What does that mean? I don't know. You know, you guys are going to Google bloody show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Googling it right now. Well, no, I can talk a lot about my pregnancy stuff. How's it go? How are you feeling though? Do you feel like it's when do you think it's gonna happen? Oh my goodness, Michael. I started contracting two days ago. Shut your mouth. Are you and <laughs> I was I was in the middle of a procedure and all of a sudden like, <laughs> I, like I, I bend forward because no I can feel like my uterus contracting. And I tell, I think it was with, I was with Bianca. I'm like, Bianca, I just started contracting. And Bianca starts like, yay, we're going to have a baby. Like, here's the thing. You need a, when are you going to stop dentistry for now? Because like, my fear is you're in the middle of a huge like surgery or procedure. And then you're like, oh, it's coming. And then what happens with the person in the chair? At the oh, same time, it's, it, that's basically what's going to happen. <laughs> I am, um, I am working until my water breaks. Like, nah, this is, dude, no. Nah. Like, <laughs> th- what's protocol? There's no protocol. I don't know. I well, okay. So no, I shouldn't say that. So I am still seeing patients Mondays and Tuesdays. We are off on Wednesdays, and then my new associate. And did you see that I announced her? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so now oh. they about her. Her name is Alexa, and she's been amazing. Um, so she works. What's up, Alexa? On... What's that? I don't know. I just said, "What's up, Alexa?" But... Oh, she's gonna hear this. It's it's awesome. Is she gonna um, hear this? Really? Yeah, she's a big. She listens to us, of course. Oh, she does. okay. Well, that's how. Remember, that's how oh, yes, she, yes, yes, she found yes, me. You're right. And that's um, and she came up to me at Voices of Dentistry to in- introduce herself. Alexa, you did not come up to me. <laughs> I don't know you. You are dead no. to me. No, I'm just kidding, Alexa. <laughs> so, uh, so she started working on Thursdays and Fridays. So um, right now, it's it's been it's been such a load off my shoulders not having to see patients on Thursdays and Fridays. So now I'm focusing more on, you know, just growing the business still and focusing more on marketing and and focusing more on me, like just getting rest. Can you talk about, I don't know if this is okay or not, but how... I can talk about anything, Michael. Okay, okay, because I'm going to ask. 
Okay, how, <laughs> how much are you paying Alexa? Like, what's the schedule? Or how did you come to that terms and agreement of like, this is how much we're going to pay? Alexa is actually a volunteer. <gasps> really? <laughs> She's an involuntary volunteer. No, I that'd be amazing. I know. I was about to say Alexa. I could have an intern. That'd be are, so sweet. You are... A blessing in disguise. If she was, I just want to volunteer. Imagine, oh my gosh! Oh, I know that'd be so dope. Maybe she should create a Patreon and like people can donate. She, I mean, you never know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, what may, okay. can you talk about it or no? Like it's kind of. Well, I um, you know what? Let me. You can give I, me a range. You can give me a range. It doesn't have to. Okay. It's because like you know how some people always want to know like how much did you? Okay, how do you know you're ready to? hire an associate we answered that right but you can like review it again and then we also asked um how or people also asked like how do we know what's like a good amount to pay like do you do you research that or how'd you come to the final decision well in california so if you work for a corporate office in california i, I believe they start you off around four four fifty a day as your base but mm -hmm. then you're guaranteed like a percentage of your adjusted production. So in California, I think it's pretty standard actually for private practice to offer a minimum of five, five to 600 a day, at least for the first three months, and then a percentage of either collections or adjusted production. And um, so that's basically what, uh, what we based um, her compensation at. And I know all that because obviously I was an associate for the majority of my career. Mm. And, um, and then it varies depending on, so we haven't even talked about like lab fees or anything like that. And, and I know that most of the practices that I was working at, if I was paid, you know, th uh, 25 to 30% of adjusted production, they would also take out 25 to 30% of mm -hmm. the lab fees associated with any, you know, crowns or bridges that I, I deliver. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, like, it's pretty standard. If you have to do a remake for whatever reason, then you're, that you have to do it at no cost. So. So. How much then? If you can give me a range. I thought I did, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> $600 a day is the range. Wait, what'd you say? Say it again. It broke up. It, we totally just broke up. You said, I thought you did, Michael. And then it went... It's, it's 5 to 600 a day. Okay. 5 to um, 600 a day. I was just wondering. Yeah. Just the range. You don't have to... Uh, <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Alexa, right? Yes. Alexa, Alexa, if you're listening... Ashley will probably tell me offline that it's eight hundred to a thousand, or <laughs> or one hundred to two hundred. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding, Alexa. I I um I'm a big fan of Brady Frank. Are you familiar with Brady Frank and his whole um, trial partner model? No, I've never I've never that? heard of that. Where, where'd you who? Where where is he from? Okay. Like who? So Brady Frank, Doctor Brady Frank. He is. Oh my gosh, he is such like a genius when it comes to 
to the business side of dentistry. Mm -hmm. If you Google him or or even if you just search him on podcasts, he's been on every dental related podcast. Oh, not mine. Um, well, you need to change that because he's awesome. So Brady Frank has this model where it's basically like copying the DSO model, mm -hmm. but applying it to private practice so that, um, so that basically it's the best of both worlds. Like you're still giving, you know, very high quality treatment to your patients. It's very, it's still very much patient centric, but he says that the old model where dentists are solo practitioners for, I don't know, 40 to 50 years, mm -hmm. and then they eventually acquire an associate and transition out of the practice. And he, and he talks about how, how that's a dying breed, how now the new dentist is wanting to be, you know, an owner because yeah. anyone who, who has any like ambition for like being an entrepreneur, it, they always want a piece of the pie. And he said from his personal history, whenever he would try to find an associate, it would never work out and there's turnover and, and anytime you have turnover in your office, it costs you. It costs you to train a new dentist. It also, you know, costs you in the way that patients are now seeing different faces every time they come in. Mm -hmm. And um, so he says, if you want to attract top talent to your practice, if you want to attract like-minded individuals, you need to offer them a piece of the pie. So um, he has a whole book. I'm, I'm still in the middle of reading it. What's it called? I think it's called Tran Transition Time. I looked so him up right I, now. He, he I, I've seen him before, you're right, but I just didn't know his name was Brady Frank. Yeah, so yeah. I, first, uh, I first met him back in 2015 when I attended Mark Costas's um, Dental Success Summit. This was back in Arizona. You've attended that before? You've never yeah. told us about that. Yeah, I did. So oh. basically during my whole year off when I was, you know, a stay-at-home mom with with Brady and Hudson and we were living in LA, that's when I found podcasts and that's when I found like Mark Costas and Anissa Holmes and all of the the leading, you know, the thought leaders in our industry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, I started listening to Brady Frank and and just his whole model just it just seems like it, it makes so much sense so um, so basically his model is you instead of calling the person an associate um, and not really offering you know a piece of ownership what he what he thinks is is a more successful model is if you have what's called trial partners so you find an individual who eventually wants to have their own practice and you pay them um, like I think his is 25% of collections mm -hmm. which he says you know it seems kind of low but in essence it's it's not because now you are um, it's, it's kind of complicated to talk about I actually have a whole notepad of notes uh, from my conversation with him but basically if you can um, find someone who thinks like you and who wants to grow like you, you're starting to build um, your own 
DDSO is what he calls it. And, and then when you have multiple partners, now for their buy-in, you take that equity or you take that money and then you search for another practice, another location, and then you build the, the satellite office. But and what, then if, every- what if they don't want to buy in? What if, what if, like, say, for example, I'm a dentist, right, an associate dentist, and then I acquire, you give me, like, 25%, right, of the business as a partner. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I want to buy you out, and I want this practice. <clears throat> well, I think that's where you, I think that is one of the conversations that you have to have up front. If this person knows that they only want to be a solo practitioner, then you already know that it's not going to work out. This mm-hmm. is a group model. Um, it's a group model, basically. Gotcha. And there are a lot of win-wins um, because then you can um, you can invest in multiple locations and you can get profit sharing for the the clinical side and and if they want to manage the the business side they can get a percentage of that mm-hmm. so um so that's mm-hmm. what that's what i talked to alexa about um because i don't want just an associate mm-hmm. i want someone who is going to take ownership in the practice i don't want smile and company to just be me like i really want us to grow and and i want everyone to to, to profit from it I really do. That brings me to my next question. <clears throat> I know I haven't asked you what's going on this week, but I will. But I read a post, one of your posts. If you're not following any of us on Instagram, guys, um, it's Ashley Hovez. <laughs> what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I thought you were our fans. No, it's Ashley Hovez, DDS, and the dental marketer at you know Instagram. So I saw in your post that you said, you instantly started crying when you saw the onesie of Smile & Co because yeah. the name might go away. And right now you said you don't want just anybody for Smile & Co. So what, what's going on with the name? <sighs> so Is it still in the air? or it, it is so, This has been such a headache and a half. Like It really has been. And I, oh gosh, I've, I've had so many of you guys reach out to me um, offering support and and it it basically the last conversation that I had with my attorney because Brian and I we keep going back and forth about this mm-hmm. because I've lost I've lost a lot of sleep thinking about this and and Brian Brian keeps asking me well what do you want like what do you want do you want the name like in <sighs> I want the name and it it's weird because. At first, I kept telling myself, you know, I don't want to go into a legal suit and have it last for years and years because at the rate that is that will accrue like hundreds of thousands of dollars because attorneys are not cheap. Every time I talk to my attorney, there's like a billable, like down to the minute, right? And I need that. I need that in my life. Dude, I know. I should have been a freaking attorney. Um <laughs> So the last time we spoke, um, I had a conference call with my attorney, his name is Jeremy, and with my husband, and we basically said, like, is this really it? Is this all that we can do? Just let this guy kind of 
run the show and, and or just force us into into a legal debate and mm-hmm. um so I don't know like I I emailed my attorney the other day and I said you know okay before before I make any decision to either move forward or to just completely abandon the name and the trademark I want to have you reach out to their attorneys and see if we can reach a settlement and a reasonable settlement. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that paying him $5,000 per location per year that Smile and Company is in practice is reasonable because Mm -hmm. I just don't. What is reasonable? Oh, wait, no, don't say it because then he's probably going to listen and then he's going to be like, oh, okay, I can... Right. He, he probably still listens to the podcast. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? And, and my attorney even said that. And he said, you know, they've, they're obviously listening to your podcast because they'll bring up stuff recently that I've talked about. So I have to be very strategic in what I actually mention. Yeah. Well, yeah. so Brian has an in-house count, counsel with his with his um, practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, she isn't trademarked, but, you know, she she is an attorney. And she said, as long as you are discussing facts, there is no way to say that's defamation or anything like that. And we brought that up to to my attorney. And he said, yes, technically that's true, but that doesn't mean that they won't still try to nail you for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then it's more hours just to try to argue that it wasn't defamation. Um, yeah. So, so we are in no man's land. I am waiting to see what my attorney is, is going to tell me back if, if he has been able to talk to their attorneys. And, and it just is so weird to me because this guy was the one who initially wanted to have a one-on-one conversation with me to settle it outside of lawyers. And mm-hmm. then after... A few a few weeks go by, and he had that death in the family. He now has a completely change of heart. So we think that's a little strange. So, and I didn't realize that when he made the offer to um, for the five thousand dollars every year, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he would still own the trademark for Smile Co. Smile and Company, and he would technically lease it to me. So I wouldn't even own it. Does what? that make sense? Yeah. So I don't I don't understand. Oh, there's so much I don't understand. And there's so much the listeners don't understand, like in the sense like how is he running the whole show? And maybe he's just a good like I or no. Y'all y'all you for sure know he has an attorney, right? For sure, for sure. He hired a very large firm and and he's paying a lot of money. to represent them or for them to represent him like is it really the firm or is it someone who just says they're the firm who like copied and pasted like the firm's name and they you know how you can put like oh client manager lawyer michael right or whatever on the email signature and then so it's looking all like it but it really isn't oh gosh i i have no idea because what if you call the firm like what if you just called the firm and said like hey do you guys have this person as your attorney and see what happens my attorney has been calling their firm so Uh, it's it's legit it's it's not like a 
like a shell company or. <laughs> Dang, so this <laughs> or, guy, like he, he, um, basically, because he doesn't even want the. I don't even know what he wants. I don't. I don't know either, and, um, and it really sucks because he doesn't even have an actual company. He doesn't have an actual product or so that I. I know of that has this name, but because he was just a couple of months ahead of me in terms of the application process, he that could be the only leg that he stands on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. It's oh. it's it's interesting and it's annoying. But um, so I've been going back and forth, like I said, and it's I had the baby shower and. And the girl surprised me last weekend with the, the baby shower. And and then when I opened the onesie with my Smiling Co. logo, like, I just broke down. And it was, you know, it's been an emotional few weeks. I mean, if you guys have listened to the last two episodes, it, I've just had a lot on my mind. Not to mention the fact that when you're pregnant, your hormones are just raging like mm-hmm. crazy so it doesn't take much to to tip me overboard and I saw that logo on the onesie and it just broke my heart thinking about see, I told you I can cry at any time just thinking <laughs> about you know like this is this is my story like yeah. I started this I started this with nothing I started this with you know, just a vision of what I was going to create, and mm-hmm. and and to see my baby wear that logo, it just um, it just really hit home. And I didn't, I I mean, I love the name, but it's so much more than a name to me. It it really is. It's it's my brand. It's um, and and it's crazy too because Brian, he'll tell me that. He has discussions with patients who are from Folsom. So Brian works in two locations um, around Sacramento, and mm-hmm. uh, one of which is in, in Roseville, which is 20 minutes away from Folsom. And he says that um, he'll, like, for whatever reason, like, Brian likes to make small small talk with his patients, too, just like me. And, and he'll talk about how his wife is, is a dentist in Folsom, and uh, and then the patients will be like, oh, we're in Folsom, and and then he'll just you know talk about talk about my office and and like my name, and then they'll immediately say, oh, Smiling Company, I know that name, like yeah. I I know your wife, I've seen her on Instagram or I've seen her on Facebook or my friend goes to her, like, and he's like, this is your brand, like. You have to not just lie down and let this person take your name because you have built something. And people mm-hmm. in the community know you. People not even in our community know us. I have people driving from an hour and a half away coming to see us. And um, so I, I'm just so heartbroken about this whole whole mess of a situation. Like it... I never, like I said, I never anticipated like building what I have built with this office. And then 
needing to change everything. Like there's a lot of time, money, energy. And I had just renewed all of my permits, like my licenses for my fictitious name. Mm -hmm. And all of that, like my monument signage, the signage inside my office, all of our swag, which has all been put on hold because I don't want to invest thousands of dollars more if I can't even keep my name. Um, if if you were, let's just say, okay, I want to give this, uh, it's too much of a headache. It's almost becoming a headache and a little bit more than a half now. So right. if you do that, what is, if you brainstorm on the other name? You know, I haven't. Okay, good. Because if you were to tell me you brainstorm on that name and you still don't know a name for your third kid, I'm going to be like, oh, what? <laughs> I was wondering that. But what were you thinking, though? Um, About the name? Yeah. Or what, what were you going to say? You said, I haven't, but. Oh, I haven't, but I have reached out to Joshua Scott of Studio 88. Yeah. And I just uh, I just told him what what's happening he's been listening to our podcast too so he's well aware about the whole lawsuit and um and he says that should i decide to rebrand that studio 88 wants to be a part of that so i think that's the only silver lining in this whole thing like i'm actually kind of excited <laughs> just about that like He's like you, you just you know give us the green light and we'll we'll go. Like, That's like the light at the end of the man. You see what I mean? Like, well, yeah. who, who else would anybody go with? You know what I mean? Besides like Studio Eighty Eight for branding, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't I couldn't see who else. I I don't know. Like I can't even find the words. But that's pretty cool. I know. So. um I have I have to make a decision. Like I, as soon as I hear back from my attorney, how long has it been since you told your well, attorney? So I had the conference call with him and Brian on Friday, and then I emailed my attorney on month no Tuesday yesterday yesterday. Uh-huh. yesterday. So it's only been you know a day. So oh, okay, I thought it's been like a week. I'm like, man, you need a new attorney then, but nothing. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. But okay, so anything uh, – well, I'm just thinking towards the end of this episode we can answer some questions or answer a question. But um, anything – what else what, – what, what happened this week? Anything happened oh, this week? So uh, be- besides my early contraction. Yes. <laughs> so I have um, – let's see. So you guys know that we are still looking for the perfect – um, hygienist and uh, so I, I let go of that last hygienist a few weeks ago and since then we've had temp RDHs every day for weeks uh-huh. like either doing interviews or just temping you don't like and- any of them <sighs> that's a no okay I know like it's I don't know what it is like I don't know if it it really is that diva mentality that a lot of hygienists have. What are you talking about? What does that mean, diva mentality? Oh, have you not heard that before? I've never heard of that. Oh, my goodness. So um, so a lot of hygienists have an air about them that, that can be pretty diva-ish. Like sometimes um, 
especially if they've been around for a while, they are too good to set up or clean up their own operatory. Really? Uh, they demand, you know, a, a lot for their wages. And I just haven't been completely wowed, I would say. I, uh, I, do, I do really like this one girl. And um, I actually put an offer out on the table. And I'm supposed to hear back from her hopefully today mm -hmm. if she wants to accept it or not. But I just want to go through so, like some of the stuff that I've, I've witnessed. Um, so I had a male hygienist come in. And uh, he, was, he was personable. I mean, I don't think he was like a 10 out of 10 mm -hmm. by any and then when we met again, I mean, you can even ask Judy this. It was me, Judy, and him. And he basically like had a laundry list of requirements that he what? wanted. Yeah, in terms of pay. And he was he was asking a lot for pay. But on top of that, this is what really irks me. On top of what his demands were, he wasn't willing to compromise. In that, you know, we work Fridays and we work one Saturday a month. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I like my lifestyle. I'm not going to work Fridays or Saturdays. I'm like, okay, dude, a good relationship is give and take. If you want to have this amount of things that you are demanding from us and you're not willing to compromise at all, like, oh, gosh, like Judy and I, we were just rubbed the wrong way and. And I told him, I was like, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to move on with another candidate. And, um, and was he like, okay, that's fine. Or what, what did he say? Oh, no, he was just like, well, um, let me know if you ever change your mind. I'm like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure we're not. <laughs> Damn, it's kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's not, not nice. That's yeah, not nice. That's not cool, man. And then we've had, um, we've had one really good one. But she lives far away, and she wasn't, you know, she wasn't completely sold on driving an hour each way, and yeah, yeah. so um, so that didn't pan out. And then I've had a few where um, one one was just really rough around the edges. Like she seemed really cute when we met her, just for the interview part. And then when we invited her back for the working interview part, mm -hmm. she just was kind of aggressive. I don't, I don't know if that's like the right. Like with the patient or aggressive? Yeah, like with yeah, with the patient. And she would cut Bianca or Ashley off if they tried to explain how we do things in the office. Um, like how, so how would she cut them off? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay, okay. Ah. Oh. And I hate that. That's like one of my... Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, um, okay, this is a new office for you. You would think that a working interview, you would be on your best behavior, really trying to socialize with the team, and it wonder, just yeah. wasn't like that. I wonder why. I wonder why. What was... What is the norm? Like, right now, what, were you, what are you planning to pay a hygienist Range wise, uh, so California, uh, a hygienist starting out is usually around forty-five an hour. 
and 45 to 50. Um, I originally, I only wanted to pay 45, but then Brian kept saying, you know, you have to pay what market is demanding. And apparently 45 is going to get you pretty slim pickings with the hygienist. So 50, 50 is, is what I am, am offering. And on top of that, a percentage of um, our adjusted production. So, you know, a hygienist, everyone knows the golden rule, a hygienist is supposed to be making three times their hourly pay in order uh, in order to not be costing the practice anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, so after the three times their hourly pay, we would look at the numbers at the close of the month and then however much she's over she would get like between 20 and 25 percent on top of the 50 dollars an hour which is you know it's, it's really good yeah it's balling it's freaking really good right yeah, yeah. I, think that's a, I think that's amazing and then that one guy hygienist was like um no i think i deserve a third not not 20 not 20 to 25 and like okay and he also wanted 65 an hour for his base. I'm like, was I'm he like, that good? Like, did his resume look no. that good? Oh my goodness. Like he was just all about the numbers and that is not a good cultural fit. Like I want, yeah. I want someone who is obviously going to be devoted to the patients and building relationships. But it, I mean, it's, it's good to have production goals and be motivated by numbers, but you could tell that that is all that he wanted. Do you think, um, a guy would go along with the feng shui of your practice because it's all like ladies right now. It is all ladies, and so I, and here's the thing: like a lot of I know, I know for me at least, I'm pretty sure there's other people like this too. But um, some guys feel uncomfortable when another guy is like all up in their face, cleaning <laughs> their teeth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just depends. It depends. I mean, like I remember I was waiting for a practice and. Um, really cool guy, really cool hygienist, and he was like, um, people would always say, "Can I not? Can I not be with him? Can I not be with him? Can you put me with another hygienist?" And I would always ask, because I was the office manager at that time, and I would always ask, like, "Oh, um, I'm sorry, is he too rough or what?" He's like, "No, it's just it's weird. It's weird having a guy like that." And I, I was like, "Okay, whatever you say. Yeah, sure. You know." Yeah, you know. So I I've never been around any male hygienists either, and I asked Judy if any of the patients were a little standoffish or if they had mentioned anything and she said no so surprisingly they were and we even had like his first patient of the day was someone who uh, is a guy a young guy and Mm -hmm. he he has that attitude where he doesn't really talk anyways like he's very hard to read um but he apparently did okay with him so we were all kind of shocked oh that's good well i don't know it's up to you. It's up to you if you think it, it fits or not. But um, that's interesting. That's interesting. So you haven't found a hygienist yet. You kind of already told the public what you're gonna pay them roughly around. Right. So hopefully we find one. What else uh, has happened this week? Um. What else? So, uh, besides, so I've had oh, I've had a few members from the startup group visit. 
Your practice, really? Who? Yeah, yeah. So one of them, her name is Sharon. She is a part of our startup group, and she follows me on Facebook. And she's been trying to set up a meeting with with me for a few weeks. And then we finally connected. When, when was it? Last week. And it was just awesome. She she's super cool, and and it was nice because she came in and. And she watched me do like new patient exams and yeah. just um, she picked my brain about a lot, like about a lot about marketing and, and things I would do differently and, and funding. And then we went to lunch and we got to connect even more. And, and that was really cool. So she spent probably almost the whole day with us. And, and then I had another visitor. So he actually, so his name is Kenji. He visited us. A couple months ago, uh-huh. did I tell you this? Maybe. So he also uh, found us on on your podcast, yeah. and he reached out. I know he reached out and he shadowed me for a full Saturday, and then he was driving. I'm uh, not driving. He was riding his bike, and he stopped in to say hello. So that was. Oh, cool. that's cool. He lives in your area. Uh, no, he lives in. Like the pocket area, which is 45, 50 minutes away. He was riding his bike. I know. I was about to say riding his bike. <laughs> I don't know. He. I mean, he was. He was sweating. Sorry, oh, okay, Kenny. Yeah. You were. You were like drenched. Oh, it's, <laughs> but, I mean, he's biking. But it was so, so cool. Like it, it's been really awesome just having visitors. I think I've met quite a few of the startup members already, either from them visiting or from our Chicago meetup. It's. It's been awesome. That's cool, man. So two people. Here's the thing. One thing I want to know, okay? If someone meets up with you and then they're like, hey, let's go out to lunch. Who pays? I pay. You pay? Oh, yeah. Sharon. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, wondering. they're my guest. Uh, okay. I, was, I always wondered that. I was like, because... I'm the guy who has sometimes. Sometimes I do have shame. I'm like, oh no, please stop! Don't take the bill. No, what are you doing? Here, you know. And then sometimes I'll just be, I'll just the bill comes and I'm like, oh, I gotta go use the restroom. And then I'll go use the restroom. <laughs> but that's only happened a couple of times. Then sometimes I'll be like, no, 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 I got this right. And then whenever I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> let me, let me, let me. I'm gonna read a, a question. Okay, that we've gotten okay. this question quite a bit. Oh. But um, I guess uh, she put it in the best in the best way. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, her Instagram is Seaport Smiles, and I told her we would answer it on the podcast. So she says, "Hey, Michael, I'm an ortho trying to get a startup off the ground. I've been following the story of Ashley and the making of Smile and Co. and just listened to episode 16 and would love to hear about the lease negotiations." and what her broker fought for and all that sort of stuff because that's what I'm working on right now. And it'll be so, so helpful. And I really appreciate if you could cover that in the next podcast or ask her to message me. Your podcast is a source of motivation and hope. And then she put emojis. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Oh, man. Dang. Way back in the day. Okay. Lease negotiations. So, so it's about lease negotiations and what her broker fought on what your broker fought for and all that sort of stuff. Thank you so much for your questions. Thank you for following yes. the us and uh, wait to hear it on the next episode. No, I'm just kidding. We'll answer it right now. Okay. <laughs> all right.
right. So thinking back, uh, we fought for six months of free rent. Mm-hmm. And we fought for... So I'm in a pretty saturated area in Northern California. And the TI allowance, because I was looking at only retail spaces, the TI allowance for my area ranged between $30 to $45 a square foot. So my broker fought for $50 a square foot. And he actually got that after a couple months of negotiations. Mm -hmm. Um, We also fought for monument signage because in retail spaces, sometimes they'll have like a rotating, uh, a rotating like sign, like, like if you are next to Rayleigh's or whatever, they have to rotate what businesses are going to highlight that week. And we wanted to be like a permanent fixture on, on the monument signage. Uh, the right of first refusal. So, mm-hmm. um, so if you are fighting for a space, and the next door space becomes available, they should at least give you the option to take it before offering it to someone else. And exclusivity. That one is huge. I wanted to be the only dentist in that retail space, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was it. Can you fight for or like exclusivity? Say for example, okay, am I, I'm uh, the retail space is just like a shopping strip, right, or a building that they're in. Can I go into a radius like five mile radius or something like that, or no? No, gosh, uh, no. It, your your exclusivity is only pertaining to that particular strip. That's crazy. I didn't know that. So okay. So lease negotiations, pretty much you got what you who is who who did all this for you? Cole, Cole did. Cole what? Cole Sweat. Do you remember? Was he on the podcast? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, we should probably get him on the podcast. Cole Sweat, and he works anywhere or just for Folsom? He works for TRI Commercial, so all of Northern California, oh, and he wow. is so amazing. He's so honest. I love Cole. Yeah. He fought for for a lot, right? For you, from what I remember. Right. As far as when it comes to lease negotiations. And then, okay, yeah, we kind of answered everything on that, right? I think so. Do we leave anything out about lease mm-hmm. negotiations and your broker? Did you have another broker before Cole or no? No, just Cole. Did, was there any mistakes? No. No, he was on top of everything. But I mean, mistakes on your end, like you did. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones? I don't know. I don't remember. It was so long ago. No, I don't. Well, the reasons why I backed out from from the other spaces were, remember, one was the the orthodontist next door wanted to put a cap on my services, on my ortho services, to no more than 10% of my monthly production. So people try to control things these days, right? Right. right. And and apparently they can get away with that, which is crazy. So if you think about it, so if you are a practice and you're producing $100,000 a month, 
10% is 10,000. So that is only limiting your ability to do two Invisalign cases for the month. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, what? I, I, that's weird how exclusivity can run so far, but you can put a cap on people's like work. You know what I'm talking about? Right. I don't know. Right. And I talked to my attorney about that, and he said whatever they want to put in the lease, you have to have an attorney go through it with a fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. Because if it's in writing, they're going to hold up, hold, hold you to it. Because I asked him, I was like, are they really going to look at my books? And he said, oh, yeah, absolutely. If it's in your lease, they have the legal right to have you open their books at any time. Yeah. And then, like, the moment you go over 10%, that's when, like, they won't ever trust you again you know what i mean they'll be like oh she's probably yeah. doing something again she's doing something under the table or whatever right so right that's too that's too much so okay the people who should be involved in lease negotiations obviously the broker uh the like the person who's doing the the dentist right and then an attorney right um yes anybody else yes. oh gosh you know it i think you just need a very competent team like it and it's crazy to think about how much money you are spending in the initial stages especially since you obviously are a startup and you don't have any cash flow and I tried to you know, okay j- just case in point like if if I if you can learn from anything that I did wrong freaking learn from this okay you remember my trademark attorney uh yeah 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 the yeah. one who sucked the one who sucked. Yeah. Um, so I freaking was like, oh, it's just a trademark. I can do my own search and then I can go to legal zoom and then just hire somebody to finish the paperwork. Cause I thought it's not anything big, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Either there is another smiling co or there's not. Um, and so legal zoom, I think it only cost me $600 and I was like, Oh cool. I saved some money by not having to invest in like a real attorney and a real firm. Yeah. And, um, and apparently when she applied for my, my trademark, she filed under one B and not one a, which means that I have an intent to use Smile and Co. for future purposes instead of 1A, which is I'm actually using it because I'm building my brand and I'm building my business. So and that uh-huh. one mistake left the door open for this freaking legal suit. So it was her fault this whole time? So my attorney's like, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but he said in my 10 or 12 years of doing these cases, I can count on less than two hands how many how many trademark cases I've actually filed under 1B instead of 1A. Because if I actually filed under 1A, I was obviously already you know, building the marketing for my business and utilizing Smile & Co. Mm-hmm. for my branding, for my everything. 
mm-hmm. I would have I would have had the one up on on this guy. So, in a nutshell, lease negotiations. Um, we covered everything. Yeah. Okay, and then on top of that, I wanted to add in the nutshell part, it it none of this would have happened if it wasn't for the lawyer if she were to have done her job right, then none of this would have happened. Basically, basically, yeah. <laughs> because she filed under 1B instead of 1A, and this other guy who's who's fighting me for the trademark is also under 1B. So we both filed for intent to use the oh name. Oh, my gosh. And Jeez. he is a couple of months ahead of me in the application process. But if I had already said that, no, I have a business, I'm use, using it, it would have been 1A and it would have been a closed case. Yeah, yeah. I told it already would have been like a, cl- a done deal. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So... <sighs> You get what you pay for, people. Don't skimp out on Dang. your broker, your attorney. Like I was going to use LegalZoom, too. Oh, I know. Dang it. So should we not use LegalZoom? No, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm sure there's been a lot of people with great success who have used LegalZoom. Yeah. I think I just found a, a dud. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. So thank you so much for your question, Seaport Smiles. I don't... I don't think your Instagram has a name. I did not check. I'm sorry, but thank you for the questions. Guys, send us more questions. As many questions as you want. Or send us on your Instagram stories. Are you on Instagram a lot more now because of IGTV or no? Oh, IGTV. Oh, my gosh. You know, I haven't actually been um, utilizing Instagram as much as I should. Brian tells me all the time that I'm not consistent enough. You're not. Jeez. No, I'm not. Because I'm hella pregnant. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but your Instagram, uh, it's always great content, though. It's never like free whitening, guys. And then it's <laughs> like a stock picture of a lady smiling. It's not like that. Yeah. So it's really good. But um, we should. Uh, anyways, I was going to say, what was I going to say? Something about Instagram. Are you on Instagram as much as I Because I am. Like right now, I'm, I'm like super uploading everything on. Not everything, just a couple of things on IGTV. But we should do something on there. Oh, we should totally. IGTV is, is going to be a game changer. Guys, if you are following us on Facebook, go ahead and follow us on Instagram too. Like, yeah. go follow us. You'll, you'll see Ashley posts up a lot more on her stories. Yeah. You probably do more on your stories than actual posts. I do the same, right? Like, I don't stories think Stories are so fun. Yeah, it's really easy. Do you use Snapchat too or no? No, but Brian told me I should. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. And Gary V's book, Crushing It, like he kind of yeah. mentions like any f- put content anywhere you can, right? Like you right. shouldn't not try it. So I know IGTV to me that might be something amazing, but I haven't done Snapchat either. Man, we gotta get on top of this stuff, Ashley. But anyways, guys, if you could send us your Instagram stories of you listening to the podcast <gasps> and yeah. tag us, yeah, like wherever <laughs> you're at, wherever you're at, send us your stories or tag us. And then, um, you know what I was thinking? What? We should probably make like gear, like a shirt that says the making of. Ah. And then I don't know what else to put because it can't be like Smile & Co. Or, or it could. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Because we don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, I was thinking like the making of. 
and then maybe put the making of me i don't know i have no idea oh. think about it brainstorm on it anyways brainstorm. did we leave anything out ashley i i think this was a pretty good episode i mean i, I could talk to you more about my pregnancy stuff no no it's okay it's okay <laughs> maybe other people next time do you think by next week we record you Oh, maybe I'll do a Facebook Live of my birth. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, we got to get on live with our our group. By the yes. way, guys, every, everybody listening, we have initiated something where we are officially kicking out a lot of sales consultants, marketers. Hey, hey Michael, did yeah. you see, though, the post that – is it Nagozi, Nagazi? Um, she, you know how she made a poll – about um, should we just have a dentist only? A lot of people were fighting for not just dentists. Really? No. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the post early on, and I was like, "Hey, man, well, the don't do that to our I group." Looked, the last I looked, Michael, it was like eleven to twelve. Where is it? Let me look it up. Um, the making yeah, of a so dental startup. Oh, did you find it? No, I didn't. I think it got deleted. Who deleted it? No idea. Did they, did they take it down? Hmm. Are we the only two? I don't know. That's weird. I don't see it either. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know, but I I, I, I already kind of... Because wasn't that your vision from the very beginning? Like you just wanted strictly just dentists and dental students? Yeah, in the beginning. And then everyone just started flocking to it, which is... It's been cool. We just have had a lot of spammers and, and I don't want that. I know. So stop spamming people, guys. Jeez. And then everybody should know this podcast in that group. Okay? Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've seen I have seen a lot of spammers too where they're Yeah, so I'm looking at all of the member requests right now and it looks like none of them are actually dentists who are trying to get in. Yeah, well I don't know if they are or not because, well, some of them say they aren't, aren't, right? But a lot of you guys don't fill out that you're a dentist. You just leave it blank. So yeah. try and, oh, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it right now, too. You're right. Huh. <laughs> but there are some that, right? Like, for example, you see some and then they have nothing, right? Like, they, it says nothing on there. So you can fill it out. Anyways. Okay, guys. Enough of that. If you're not following the Facebook group, go to the Making of Dental Startup, um, the only one. And then that's it, right? That's pretty much it. Hopefully, by next week, we'll see if Ashley has given birth or not. Hopefully not. Because my OB, he's leaving for Europe for freaking two weeks. (laughs) Dude, I got to keep my legs closed. Oh, my gosh. Watch (laughs) it happen. That's when it happens. Oh, have you seen This Is Us? No, I'm not allowed to watch it right now. I'm an emotional wreck. Oh, if you watched <laughs> it right now, you would, I guarantee you would cry on every single episode. Oh, gosh, I already did. Like, my eyes would be swollen for two days. Like, and I, Brian officially banned that show from our house. Oh, like, why? When are you going to be able to watch it? When are you going to be able to watch it? Oh my gosh! After this baby is born, yes, I've been, yes. I watch, just finished Suits, though. Oh, I haven't. I, I, I was on This Is Us. I, I stopped from Suits for a bit, but I'm gonna go back to Suits. But if you watch, don't watch it right now. Yeah, wait till after your birth. Because if you watch it right now, 
I was going to say something that can correlate with it. Oh. <laughs> but it would totally be in your head and you're like, oh, God, this is going to happen. So, but it's such a, such a good show. It's such a good show. You got, after your birth, you're going to, oh, but still don't watch it after that because then <laughs> it could, you have three kids and it's three kids oh, in the show. Oh, 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 I don't know what to tell you. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Do you leave anything out, Ashley? No, I think this is a good place to end. <laughs> okay. Sign is out. All right, guys, thank you again for listening to another episode of The Making of Smiling Company. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Give us your questions. Leave us a review. Five stars only, please. Mm -hmm. And if you are not already a member of our awesome Facebook group, make sure to join called The Making of a Dental Startup. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, right, Michael? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley Hovez, DDS. That's her Instagram handle. And then mine's is the dental, dental marketer. marketer. Yeah, yeah. So follow us on there and send us your Instagram stories of you, of you, um, listening to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And let me know if you if you think I should change my name, and if you have an an, an awesome name that you're willing to give me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so All much. Right. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye.